Alright. Okay. Shall we um Too much work and not enough pay. Gee, podcasters can't relate to that, can they? We <laughs> are Hottest 100s and Thousands and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast where we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hardest 100. My name is David James Young and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, my friend Nathan Harrison. Hi. My friend Adam Buncher. That's why they pay us the big bucks. That's what's up. Yeah. And my friend Andrew McDonald. Great. I didn't know if you were going to drag me there saying I wasn't your friend. So thank you, David. You're my friend as well. I call on you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I'm down. Which leads me to a completely unrelated song. <laughs> At number 75, it's Groove Armada. With my friend. my friend, the other one you could have done was my friend. My friend. <laughs> Whenever I'm down, I call on you, my friend. A helping hand you lend in my time of need. Whenever I'm down, I call on you, my friend. I call on you, my friend. I call on you, my friend. Listen. Number 75 in the 2001 Hottest 100 with their flagship signature song, My Friend, Groove Armada, not to be confused with Groove Terminator. No, Andrew came up with you. Did yeah, what you do came we up have with a, a fucking. Oh, you didn't know the Groove is. Yeah, did Andrew. I tweet it afterwards? Maybe? It was in the episode. I'll just, I'll just quickly go back and listen to it. Oh, what a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Throw us a five star while you're there. In the meantime, Nathan. Yeah. What do you make of the uh, the uh, one-time smash hit for G Armada? This song is so good. Isn't it? This song is like what I want a post-trip hop, this kind of song, like at this time to be. Yeah. It's really groovy. It's got all of that trailing the beat stuff that trip yep. hop does. Like it's, yeah. just, it's, it's just a really good song. Yeah, I definitely hear you when you say post-trip hop. That's exactly what I thought when I heard it as well. I just like, I have a great time listening to it, which I think is on some level what some of it's got to be about, right? On some level, it's what music's about, really. Part of it, at least. least I mean, a big part of it is is other things. Some of it's other things. It's just groovy and cool and the like interpolated Brandy sample like is really good because it doesn't at all sound like a Brandy song. Like, or how she sings it. Mm. 
Yeah, the interpolation of the of the actual lyrics is like my favorite part of the song. I don't know. It's just really good. It's so like it's so comfy and familiar. And I think did you say brandy? Yeah, as in nineties R and B singer, as in the boy's mind brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's her. Yeah. That's her. I, I never mean, knew that. She's not singing it. No, 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 no. So they it's sampled, sampled from her song best friend. Oh right, yeah. okay. It's um, Celicia Martin. Celicia. Celicia. Celicia Martin. <laughs> I mean, it's it's T I A at the end. Yeah. So, so it could be Tia. Uh, so let's uh-huh. Salitia? So We're sorry, Miss <laughs> Martin. Yeah. <laughs> we are for, for real. real. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's a great podcast. It's oh, five stars. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, five stars. But yeah, God, this is fucking wonderful. It's just cool. And like, I think trip hop is like a very comfy style of music because it, sh- of- it should have been but Portis had got to it first <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I was going to say man. <laughs> obviously like Portis have like bring heap like a real darkness to it and all, all that sort of stuff but, th- but there is something just about those tempos and the way that the grooves sort of drift behind them that I think yeah. is inherently like a comfortable thing and I think this song just just nails that. I think it's true, and uh, the f- the fact that uh, so often in trip hop you're sampling from vinyl as well. So mm. Yeah, that, that warmth, that crackle, Absolutely. in addition to the other things that you've kind of talked about as well. I think it's a good call, and this is definitely we're out of the club. You, the clubbing's done. It's five a.m. now. Even though the last time we heard from Groove Armada, it was I see you, baby. We were seeing, we were seeing that right baby. In the club. That was right in the club. Yeah, we're done with that. We've yeah. seen we've seen the babies. Mm. Now it's, it's. Is this the train ride home? No, I, I think this is. This the is next day? It's, it's kick ons. It's a private. Uh, I, I, you know, I was at, it's piling out into the street. Yeah. I don't know whether there's a song for that. It's just. Show me the way to go home. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you had a bad day. <laughs> um, uh, that's a good way to clear a room after a kick. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm fucking just out. Just every- All right, everybody. Uh, out. <laughs> I don't love this. Oh, you don't like it? No, I, I like it. I don't Do love it. Do you not it. have any nostalgia for it? Not I thought, a the, huge I thought the nostalgia I, goggles would be on for this. No, song. I, I kind of wish they were because the way you guys were talking about how much you like vibe with it made me kind of jealous. Like to me, this is neither as chill nor as energetic as I want it to be. Mm. If it was, if it was one or more than the other. Yeah, like obviously I, I do like it. It's definitely well done, but like going in between those two lanes or how I feel the song does go between those two lanes doesn't just gel with me enough. Very lame video. Is it? Yeah, it's just like... It's just a bunch of girlfriends hanging out, isn't it? Yeah, interspersed with one of the girlfriends being in an office. Doing office job things. Yes. Well, you making ramen? She wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't invited to hang out with the rest of the... Like she's remembering she was hanging out with her girlfriends on the weekend. Oh, that's bleak. Hey, we've all been there. We've yeah, all know, been working why in I don't a bad like job and... I am in this photo and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really, really lovely stuff here. Obviously, it's all centred on that massive chorus. I feel like this is a moment song. This song is all about that moment, that payoff of the chorus and the kind of build around it. It's got a lot of sentiment in those few lines. Anyone could hear this and see themselves in it in some way, shape or another. In the same way that you could do that with Lean On Me. You know, it's a song about friendship. It's a song about the bonds that we make as human beings. Even through, like, the sampling and, like, the quote-unquote, like, artificial, uh, like, production side of things, like, I, I still feel like the heart of this song really comes through. That's the thing about 
a lot of electronic music, a lot of electronic music is seen as like very cold and distant because it's, you know, so computerized and like pushing buttons and all that sort of stuff. I feel like the best mainstream electronic stuff is the stuff that can cut through that treacle. Mm. Songs like music that sounds better than you. Songs like um, Another Chance by Roger Sanchez. Tune. Yeah. Fucking tune. Fucking tune. Tune. Tune goes off. Honestly. Every time. Um... God, like even with like the context now, like Levels by Avicii. Yeah, hearing that song now and knowing, you know, like how much that song meant to people at, at the time, you know, that's his like lasting legacy. Yeah. Just because I've been thinking about them, listening to them quite a bit since they broke up a number of months ago. Daft, Daft Punk, Punk, of course, yeah. Heaps of warmth in Daft yeah, Punk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that you talk about Daft Punk as having like heart considering that they they deliver robots well yeah they, they went oh, so you don't f- think robots can feel feels oh it's gonna bite you back in the ass and the revolution happens <laughs> <laughs> i think robots can and should do whatever they want <laughs> good, good because they can and will <laughs> <laughs> uh, again i i didn't dislike this song i need to stress that i just i liked it uh, and the fact that he you guys like it a lot more, I'm just like, oh man, I really, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more sitting with you. I'm, I'm happy to, right. I'm happy to chill out. You know, after being in the club for so long. Yeah, just, legs just get sore. <laughs> yeah, I think I just got like I, I got caught off guard by how much I just had a nice time listening to it. Yeah, I got really fixated, yeah. thinking that it. I was the friend I was like <laughs> I've been letting Groove Armada down man We haven't spoken in years Oh boy <laughs> No But I got really oh, okay. Like stuck on the idea That this Was sampled And had some Kind of sample connection To a version of No Diggity But I think It's just like The tempo and whatever mm. Maybe just matches it mm. I don't know I got really stuck on that And I spent quite a while Looking for it And it's not So I don't know If that's just my brain has connected those. It's this, you obviously have to do this. You're going to become a mashup artist. This is your. <sighs> that's this a, your it's, no, it's, I don't think that. <laughs> that's the whole thing. You'd be yeah. an excellent mashup. Artist. No, but I don't think that that's a worthwhile mashup. I think I'll give it a go. All right, <laughs> a bit, beneath, bit beneath you then, is it? Well, as a, no, I just as well an established mashup artist. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it is? I'd, I'd like to think that it is. It might not be. But I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Bit of a change of oh, just, another, <laughs> just another fun one. Mm. The boys are back in town. <laughs> also, bring Borat into this one. This <laughs> squash a mouse. <laughs> My <laughs> knife. And number 74, this is the return of Radiohead. This is Knives Out. Very knife. Radiohead making their return to the Triple J Hottest 100, coming in at number 74 with the song Knives Out from the album Amnesiac. We are a year removed from uh, Kid A, which is still, to this day, the quickest uh, turnaround 
in the band's career. Just a year after the release of Kid A, they are back with a new album, Amnesiac, which is my... Just to play my cards, my personal favorite Radiohead album. Oh. Wild. That, that, that is such a respectable call. I love mm-hmm. that call. That, um, I, I respect the balls on it. Um, <laughs> see, I, to I, like such a trash album. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it's but, proper dog shit. I just, Look, I, I, listen, I, I, listen all, I, no, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is Adam's that Adam's a Pablo no, honey man, yeah, so yeah, you'll yeah, never turn him away. Do not. <laughs> I'm just saying that in terms of the Radiohead power rankings that I've seen, mm. yours is the first to put Amnesiac at the top. That's all. Mm. Oh, and of course, you know why there was such a quick turnaround as well. They right? recorded concurrently. Well, they they were, wasn't it the plan to make like a double album originally? And that decision to not is one of the decisions in music oh. that I am most fucking thankful for. Absolutely. Yeah, love it. it would ruin two perfect <laughs> albums. Yeah. Yeah. Two perfectly good oh. albums. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Amnesiac, in a way... Is like the uh, I was going to say slightly less abstract version of Kid A, but there is a lot of abstraction on there. Obviously, yeah, um, yeah. There's definitely it, parallels between the of two. Of course, you can t- you can tell that they were made around the same time. I think the collection of songs that were assembled for Kid A were definitely done as a mission statement to fracture your idea of radio. One hundred percent agree. Amnesiac didn't come through with such a strong thesis, yeah. and and this song, I I think when you listen to this. You could you could hear it and go like yeah this sounds like it could have been on OK Computer yeah well this yeah. is by far as um one of the um band members I believe Ed O'Brien said that this was probably the most straightforward song they've done since OKC makes um, sense which it, and it is um yeah I mean there's no bleep loops yeah they literally sound like the band that they sound are like which band. is a lead vocalist two guitarists a bass player and a drummer um you yeah, can hear this- what Tom York is saying I know. God, the, the song fucking normies. The, the song took 373 days to complete. Yep. Get what? Um, yep. I guess, but between the starting of the writing and the finished product, that's insane. Um, Ed O'Brien says that um, this ridiculously long gestation period, the longest in the band's history, um, result like that's. And then he says that's probably why it's the most straight ahead song we've done in years. Mm. Is because I guess that they worked on it so much, and I guess like when you over compared to like say the opening track from uh, Kid A, everything in its right place, a spectacular song that we spoke about last year on yeah. the great podcast. Um, <laughs> go check it out. Um, yeah. See what we thought of that. Um, I mean, you're checking it out now, but also yeah. check it out yeah. uh, again, mm. again, um, <laughs> and again, and again, and again. Try on different speakers because the dulcet Ooh, tones of I like that. might not mm. come through on the shitty ones you have now. So go buy some good headphones, then you, listen to the great podcast. What? what do you to see how good our voices sound? If oh, you just yeah. go, 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 go have good cans. <laughs> I don't. I don't produce it nearly well enough to put it in Dolby 5.1. Pretend that yeah. Put, yeah, yeah, put it in put it in Dolby seven point one for God's sake. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> um, that song, everything in its right place. I'm not saying that it sounds rushed. It does not. But that would have been a much quicker song to have written than a traditional rock song, so to speak. Because like, like once you have the melody of the the synth line and you move the few the, the few elements here and there. So over to Nigel. You know, yeah, exactly. Give it, to give it to the producer, and it's like, all right, mate. Yeah. But I understand also, Andrew, that a lot of the 373 days were them. Trying to take it somewhere different, yeah, yeah, and I'm ending sure. up coming back to the exact same place. It's like, um, and this is a, a process that we've heard with Radiohead songs in the past as well, where they they don't trust that exit music for a film. I think um, from OK Computer, mm. the first take is the one they used 
but they still recorded it so much more and they tried so many different things and then it was like no we um had it right the first time mm. yeah and i think this was like that but you know we're over a much mm. longer period they're getting uh, worse yeah obviously it's a wonderful fucking song certainly at least in some part about cannibalism uh, t- like Tom's take on it says it's part of the idea of the businessman walking out on his wife and kids and never coming back it's also the thousand yard stare when you look at someone close to you and you know they're gonna die so typical Tom York material <laughs> I've always been someone who thought that the depressive qualities of Radiohead are kind of overstated until they're not yeah, until they're suddenly not. I also love that it's like Tom said that he used this song to work through some complicated feelings. No shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hope that it worked out, but I've listened to your other albums and I know it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> because there's parts of this song sound to a certain degree like bits of Paranoid Android, I think. Yeah, no, uh, I can see that. Different, yeah. different enough. Mostly like the, the rain down bit. Also, this song... Uh, um, Ed O'Brien, uh, influenced by Johnny Marr and the Smiths, with his guitar sound in this. And very Smithsy. Very Smithsy. Mm-hmm. For sure. He showed it to Johnny Marr, and Johnny Marr was apparently uh, super impressed and humbled, which Johnny himself says it's really hard to do to impress me like that with guitar tone, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which fucking yeah. rules. Also, um, cannibalism, meat is murder. Yeah. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> One thing that I really like about this is uh, Phil Selway's drumming. I really like the focus on using the ride cymbal as opposed mm. to the hi-hat cymbal being the dominant. That's the sound that you hear through the whole song. Him literally riding out this beat, hitting the ride cymbal instead of hitting the hi-hat. And for whatever reason, I feel like that just opens up the song a lot more. It kind of adds some smoke to the room. Yeah, mm. that's it. it. It gives it a, a kind of like a jazz club. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of vibe. And you it's- can you can see like Tom positioned in this song, you know, perched up on a on a high stool, <laughs> you know, with the mic up there, you know, that that kind of... And there's everyone seated at tables with little red candles. Everyone's like, oh, I didn't come here to get super bummed out. <laughs> yeah. Is this about Didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely terrific song, I think. What I actually might like... Probably my favourite song from Anijak is the first one, the Packed Like Sardines in a Crushed Tin Box, which I would have loved to have had here, but... Really cool tune. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We, we will get to talk about... At least one song from every Radiohead album from here on in. That's nice. That's yeah, really cool. yeah. So Unless there's you don't like Radiohead, in which case, oh uh, boy. Yeah. So we'll, 30, two whatever. from two from Hell to the Thief, uh, and one a piece from uh, In Rainbows, The King of Limbs, and a Moonshape Pool, uh, as well as a Tom York solo song uh, from The Eraser will also Sick. come in. So uh, yeah. Lots and lots to look forward to, folks. I talked last week about how REM writes songs that are kind of like the musical representation of thinking. Mm. I think this song is that as well, but it's like a much, much darker version. Yeah. When you're, <laughs> yeah. you're on a really dark, depressed kind of train of thought. And in, and in many ways, you know, like he mentions it, it being about staring. I think musically it is the equivalent of having that thousand yard stare. Mm. The song, the song just kind of spirals and ruminates. Yeah, in terms of what sort it does of hip, musically, spiraling is like hypnotic. It's it's the yeah, and even the way the music happens, you have the you'll have that one snatch of melody, and then you'll have the same thing, but it's it's sadder. It's down. It's it, like, like you're just fixating on things until it, so they fixed. start to kind of disintegrate. It's so that right, mm. yeah. I, I, I and it's amazing. Don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. 
just the way they manage to musically capture that kind of depressive rumination is pretty yeah. cool. Pretty, <laughs> yeah. They're pretty cool guys. Yeah, funny. What <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of jokesters. <laughs> And number 73, it's Muse back again. This is Plug In Bebe. An ode to real dolls. <laughs> ode to what? Real dolls. Like the like a robotic sex doll. Oh, no. Oh, no. I could believe, you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> Back into the Triple J Hottest 100. Yes, they are back once again so soon. Uh, that is Plug In Baby, the big hit from the 2001 album Origin of Symmetry. Oh boy, now we're talking. This is the big one. Yeah. This is one that has survived the, the, the trials and tribulations over the years for as much new crap as they have had to incorporate into their sets. They almost always come back to plug in baby. This has been a staple of their live shows for the last nearly 20 years, if you can believe it. There's just something about that moment in a Muse set where Matt will stand center stage, guitar in hand, knowing he's about to make some people very, very happy <laughs> by going boo doo 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 and having an entire festival crowd go da-da-da-da-da-da because... Oh, I hope it, they don't. No, dude. Just let him play. UK festival crowds <laughs> love going da 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 to guitar yeah, they do love that. They love a da-da-da. just love and turning everything into a soccer chant. Just use your discretion, <laughs> you hooligans. <laughs> Sing along to the riff in your head. Yeah. I, I do not totally do do do. I do not see a world in which Plugin Baby does not deserve a do do do. This is it. This is a big one, and it's so singalongable as well. This is a mosh starter. This is a this is a fucking party starter. Like Muse don't have that many fucking party starters, but this is one of them. This is, you know, a momentous song. Like I said, that has survived through years of old songs getting cut out of their repertoire. And, Mm. you know, just like, oh, we don't play that song anymore. But no, they almost always come back to plug in baby. And I think this is yeah, one of the first attempts in earnest to really shoot themselves into the stratosphere. This is a a Big, swinging, ambitious pop song. It's on their terms. It's, you know, got that kind of hair metal kind of guitar and the synth 
gurgling kind of synth bass. It's still kind of proggy and like rocky in its elements, but at its absolute heart and its absolute core, it is a massive arena filling, stadium filling, field filling pop song. This is the thing that you scream at the end of the day at the pyramid stage at Glastow, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. This is an this is a massive song. And this is the first massive song of Muse's career, in my opinion. Like they have yep. they have plenty yep. of great songs, but this is the And fir- all their songs are big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're They're big. Many small big. songs. Yeah, like Newborn is a big song. Yeah. But and that's one of the smaller ones. Yeah. And it's still really big. But yeah, it is it is like little baby compared to compared to plug in baby. Compared to plug in baby. <laughs> Which is big baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved this song and like I said it's uh, I've, I've said it multiple times Origin of Symmetry is my favourite Muse record and uh, a track like this something all-encompassing loud, rocking, triumphant, poppy all the things that I love about what Muse are able to do when they are operating at full form 100% 110% even if we're going mm. maximalist you know and we are it's Muse oh we fucking are <laughs> But um, fully aware that you love this song. Oh, as well. I absolutely do. Yeah. I mean, should we get me out of the way so then these guys? <laughs> so then we've got a clear split, or should we go one for one? What do you reckon? Um, well, I mean, I'm not wanting to not wanting to like end game what you guys are going to say either. Yeah, Nathan but I Andrew. definitely think it's going to be more subdued in comparison to us. I reckon we tennis volley it and so then like, come back. Okay, all right. Hit it over to you. Up to me. Yeah. Why, well, you just picked it up. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, so over to you, and then um, you can hit it back, and and we'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know? It's it's pretty good. It's it? better than last week's. It's yeah. way <laughs> better than last yeah. week's. Yeah, it's pretty good. I get it. Like I I get it a lot more because it is huge or whatever. For me, all the pieces are working together towards the song makes more sense what all the parts are doing. Yeah. Okay. Whereas in the past, I'm like, like you didn't like the RPG. I stuff did not last week, and and a lot of the time, Matt's vocals seem like either too, too, mu- too much. Too okay. Much, yeah. Okay. No. All right. And I can see the difference that this song would bring because it brings everything up. Yeah. And, and Matt's only always at eleven. Yeah. So now yeah. it seems like he matches the rest of the, He's the just, music a lot more. Because I can just turn the whole band down. <laughs> right. It's a, there's a slider for it right in Spotify. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that is an explanation of why... Because, you know, my question... Obviously, looking at these tracks and whatever, Plug-In Baby does seem to operate on a on a different level. And it yeah. makes me wonder whether, you know, if you didn't love those other couple of songs that we'd had, why this one would be... You know, is it just a bigger, better song? And, and kind of, yes. It makes sense that the song is big. Like, it's yeah. it's big for a reason and it's to fit in with that kind of... Like, it feels like a huge, like a centerpiece of a festival. Or like, you know, like it, it fits in that world. The other songs feel like big for big sake. Sure, and okay. That's, that's really not interesting to me. Whereas this, okay. I'm like, no, I'm on board with this. Like, it is a good song. I can, yeah. I think you have to... You're hitting it back? Sure. Do you want to do a tennis sound effect or... It was, it, was a, it was a really good one. It was an ace. <laughs> that was 40 love. <laughs> crowd goes wild. Not knowing tennis things. <laughs> I juiced ya. <laughs> I'm definitely the Babe Ruth of this conversation. I, I think you have to actively invest effort not to be exhilarated by what the song's trying to do. Yeah, I, th- I think it's much easier <laughs> to just strap yourself into this this ride. It's it's just fucking Space Mountain, 
right? And I think it even in the riff itself, which, by the way, has won a uh, several fucking polls from people for like best guitar riffs of all time. And, uh, <laughs> like, I know, I know. That sucks. The, the riff in the chorus is good. It's nowhere near best riff of all time. No, I'm, t- no, I'm talking about that opening riff. Oh, right, okay. Which, yeah. uh, fun fact, started as a, a warm-up during sound check. And you'd be you su- can tell. You'd be, su- <laughs> you'd be surprised how many songs actually get their style like that. But they were apparently um, supporting the Foo Fighters in 1999. And um, that, that's where that came from. And that's where that, where that came, came from, from yeah. yeah. Well, another one of their songs uh, that we will talk about in the 2003 Hottest 100 mm. uh, also ended up being voted as one of the greatest riffs of all time. Yep. Uh, which we will Forward which we will get to. Yep. But like, I'm just saying, they got form. Yeah. Um, the man is responsible for some sick riffs. But the thing, the thing about it is it's like, as a riff, it kind of goes for too long. And I think the fact that it, it, it kind of feels like a spinning plate of a thing and the you know it's it seems a little bit out of control when they he's playing are circus it, boys. it right <laughs> right yeah. like my 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 circus <laughs> metaphor <laughs> that i keep coming back to and it's like the riff is kind of the example of that it has this element of being out of control like it might fuck up at any moment like like there's an element of danger in it and it just keeps going and you i don't know for me when i listen to it because it that it stands apart as from other guitar riffs it's like it's going to do this and it hits you and it's still satisfying but this is like whoa like and you go with it, and then the the that's how the song starts, and then it just kind of that momentum, that out of control ride, brings the rest of the song kind of with it, and they and they do just go to eleven. They get so huge. That core, that fucking chorus is so big. Oh man, like I said, it's like so when big. they play it live, it's di- like they are deafened by the crowd. Like, the crowd is singing it so fucking loudly. But Muse did say, you know, they made showbiz and then coming to make Origin of Symmetry, they said, we want to make the loud parts louder, the quiet parts more quiet. Hmm. That was their their whole thing. That was their tweak. And that's what landed them where they landed. It was a baby monitor. Andrew, not a sex doll. The, the plug-in, the plug-in baby. Well, he was having sex with a no, baby. No, no, no. Oh, hang on, goo goo gaga. That's what the plug-in baby is. You're saying baby don't want milky. <laughs> I've always been telling you. I've never stopped telling you. I think there's something. I, do you need to? No, I just, they saw it in a in a catalog. Um, oh, I meant, did you need to volley it back to me before I could? And they said it said plug in baby, and they're like, "Hey, that's a good name for a song." So over to you. I think I think see how something- that sounded like a tennis ball. <laughs> I heard it. it was a sound. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't. I don't know how much tennis someone you've watched, here is Adam. a foley artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I th- I think there's something to be said for for a lot of prog music that it's exciting when it does feel like it's out of control or or like it's like right on the edge of. Like I think when yeah. when prog rock is too like in control, that's when it's just like it's just like artifice for artifice sake, and it kind of loses any kind of yeah. reason. But when like latter day Genesis, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it seems like it should be out of control, but it's somehow being contained. When yeah, when it's when yeah. it feels like it's on the verge of like yeah. not being able to hold on to it anymore. That yeah. that is exciting, and that yeah, that is a good reason to have cool riffs and weird shit going on for the sake of it because it feels like it's escaping something. I think King Giz like achieved that in a lot of 
things when things kind of sort of snowball and accelerate and mm. you're like mm. they, this, they this song is getting away from them yeah 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 and yeah. that's really exciting and i think this song does do that pretty well yeah and that's why it's better than last one i like it good take last yeah. good one. take <laughs> the, the last one yeah uh, sorry <laughs> that was all right. Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah, this is definitely like the best of the Muse songs, and it's obviously one that obviously we knew, like that. I definitely like, like it's fucking was everywhere, and even for a long time afterwards. This is what I would rather Muse do to just be this like bombastic and riff heavy kind of thing um, than with the other ones. Like when you said Adam, they were trying to make the loud parts loud and the quiet parts quiet. Just ditch the quiet parts, <laughs> and I'm fucking more here for it. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I really like the take of because everything is finally reaching Matt's projection. Yeah, that it works more like that. That's and a they, revelation. They must have known. All right, we, we now this one. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he re- has the dynamics in his vocals as well. Like, yeah. Um, He's learned to really kind of hone that. And yeah, because it's, yeah. it's still a bit of quiet. Because he, he does that in yeah. Time Is Running Out as well, and he does that in, like, Knights of Sidonia and, like, all the big yeah, new songs. Yeah. Like, he's learned to kind of uh, flip the verse-chorus dynamic on his voice. Yeah. For sure. Also, Adam, he said that, that opening riff, you know, it was drawn similarities to, slash was somewhat influenced by it. Do tell. Bach's Toccata in Fugue in D. <laughs> And also the beginning of Adagio for strings. Yeah, by yeah, yeah. Baba. Well, because yeah, Matt was like a classically trained pianist before he started playing guitar, um, oh. and like his like thing with classical music has come up a lot over the years. Like, namely, uh, probably the best known example is uh, the song "Butterflies and Hurricanes" uh, from the yep. Absolution record, where he just ditches the guitar entirely and like for like nearly two minutes plays this mm. big grand classical thing on the piano. It's insane. But like, mm. he, it, it's wild to see someone like just as good on guitar, like responsible for some chapters in the book of sick riffs, mm. which yeah. I brought up over the years. Um, and sick effects too. Like if, yeah. if, you're, if you're a guitar tech head who mm. really loves, you know, looking into how sounds are created in, in kind of unconventional ways, there's there's depth to plumb with Matt Bellamy and Muse. You'll yes. have fun. Yeah. You'll have fun yeah. pouring over the interviews and, and, and the things that people have collected in terms of like how he achieves the sound. This song included. Yes. Um, it begins it begins kind of way back here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, yeah. I, I do think the chorus really fucking slaps as well. Obviously. So much. Slaps. Yeah. There's a particular texture in there. And I don't know whether it's keys or what, whether it's another guitar that's affected in a certain way. Mm. But God, it just adds such it's a, a meat. great texture yeah. to it. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't, I don't even care. It's there. Mm. I'm just glad it's, it's there. It's, yeah, it's, you in did the, it. it's in the zone. You did it. You I put s- it there. It's still not enough for me to check out Muse, but it is. Mm. But it, it was a very fucking well done song. Well, yeah. no, you know, you being in this podcast is enough for you to check out Muse, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about sixteen songs. There's a whole album, songs, oh, yeah. baby. That's yeah. more than enough. That's the best of. Yeah, I, I think eventually, well. you, you might. <laughs> you're, you're you're stuck with them, and you might grow to like them. You might say Stockholm syndrome, perhaps. That's song is it a song of this? Yeah, it's one of those songs. Okay, right. well, it's, 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 sure. it's on the list. You'll I was see. like, I don't think they're from Sweden, so. No. <laughs> um, They're Swedish. <laughs> is, that a, is that a song of theirs? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
number 72, it's the return of The Living End with... And returning to the hottest 100. Once again, we are in the middle of like a decade-long consecutive run mm. uh, for this giant institution of Australian capital R Rock. We are here to talk about the title track from their second studio album, Roll On! Adam. Yeah. You will... Obviously, uh, remember this song from uh, from its <laughs> from its uh, initial run yep. in the yep. early two thousands, and obviously is a long standing institution in the years following. This is one of the biggest songs of their career that isn't from the self titled record. Yeah, coming back to it and revisiting this song after I'm assuming probably a fair bit of time away from it. Uh, what was your reaction to hearing it again after all this time? I was going to start with the conclusion. Okay. This is an absolute masterpiece of Oz Rock. Yes. Good to hear, good to hear, good to hear. 100%. And I even say that, like, not even necessarily saying Australian rock, but specifically saying Oz Rock in the way that that term is used Mm. by the people who rally around that term the most. Capital O-Z. Z. Z. You listen to this and you can hear the lineage that they are coming from so clearly. 100%. You hear Radio Birdman. You hear the Saints. You hear ACDC. You hear guys and girls gathering Mm. together in pubs, spilling beer and yelling at the top of their voices. You literally hear that. Even Midnight Oil. That's in there. You Absolutely the oil's in there, right? And yet, through all that, it's singularly a Living End song. This song positions the Living End without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, as being part of Oz Rock's DNA. Yeah. As the, they are writing themselves into that book and they are doing it in a way that I don't think you can argue. I think you cannot be into this song because you're not into the genre, but this is undeniably a brilliant example of Oz Rock. It's just so well constructed. It's so pop accessible. The, the, the textures that they're playing with, all of that, like the breakdown rules... The chorus rules, the solo rules. The amount of solos that Chris Cheney has played that don't fucking rule, I could count on one thumbless hand. If you are someone who likes Oz Rock, or even Australian Rock, and you don't like this song, I'm fucking fascinated as to why <laughs> yeah. that is. Even the fact that it's the class that it's coming from as well, I think it's definitely worth pointing mm-hmm. that out. Because this this is about a, a union dispute. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. You've- Fucking love to hear it. <laughs> you fucking love to see punks singing about the fucking union. Yeah, and, you do. The and boys. It, was about, it was a Mariners strike. Yeah, the uh, the the nineteen ninety eight waterfront dispute. So this is all to do with the. Um, and I'm I'm t- only taking this from the scarcest of resources and the scarcest of summaries. So you know, 
I'm, I'm, I want to just say that I'm not an expert on any of this and whatever. But from what from what I can kind of gather is about the the Patrick Corporation, um, and they basically restructured their operations with the purpose of dismissing their workforce. Um, now that was later ruled illegal by the Australian courts, but at the time it kind of had a bit of government backing behind it from the Liberal government. As it well. was a very 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 popular um, thing that physical jobs. Happened a lot. Right. Uh, my old man has said this. He's been working in construction his whole life. That used to be the thing when the, when the, when you finished the project, everyone got the sack, everyone got rehired, so you don't have to. Yeah, like no long service thing like that, no mm. ongoing benefits. It, 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 that was just a thing that fucking bastards did. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's a continuation that's, of this. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah right. Well, this isn't the first time they've they've referenced like working class stuff. Obviously, no, West End Riot yeah. was a big yeah. part of like the the lineage yeah, as well. This is so direct. Like this is yeah, this linked is a, towards th- action. Yeah, you know what yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think in a way that that West End Riot was more conceptual. Yeah, and it was more fictional. But, this but, is like real. Yeah, here, and there's like there's real chance. Yeah, this is a real. And anthem. don't you just love the narrative of like even just taking the three songs like Prisoner of Society, like this bratty punk song, you know, like like everything sucks or whatever. Yeah. When then riot is like oh but maybe like maybe these situations are grounded in like the materialism you know of yeah. of people's situations or whatever and then the third like second album already like cool no it's just like unions like you just got to have to fucking unionize everybody <laughs> yeah like, goddamn right god it's good yeah it's so good it's just like so exciting to see a punk band do that and for a song like this to be so successful and so popular and like actually part of the conversation in terms of music. Like I this think is what's interesting though about. is like we obviously all heard this song as kids and we had no fucking idea what they were singing about. I literally didn't even know what the chorus was for many years. <laughs> Akasha Kudakata <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you as like a kid just like kind of fold your arms and be like, nailed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's- Am I a singer? <laughs> you tell <laughs> me. You tell me, mum. <laughs> I can't look up the lyrics because I'm only allowed on the internet for an hour a day. <laughs> Computer in the public, uh, in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, huh. yeah. Classic. Mm. Don't have computers behind closed doors. Pokemon.com, yeah. <laughs> baby. Yeah. Every kid carries a fucking phone in their pocket. <laughs> we had computers in the fucking kitchen so no one could see this. You can look up whatever the f- mm. kids can fuck. <laughs> kids these days. <laughs> kids these days. They'll never, like, they'll never yeah, know. They'll, they'll, they'll never bloody know. know. Kids these days can <laughs> be in the kitchen looking up porno on their phone mm. while they're so, cooking. While they're having a cook. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that's the fucking dream. <laughs> that's the dream? Yeah. yeah, man. Frying up a nice... Slab of onion and <laughs> while you while you while you're pulling your pud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the onion jerk off <laughs> challenge on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's why the living end are so good. Uh, um, amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got the conclusion out of the way first. Yeah. Yeah, imagine um, if I was trying to conclude now. Well, no, because they're so fucking good because they make these songs that work on all these levels. They work on a cultural level, but mm. they also just fucking rock. rock. I can listen to this, yeah. I listen to this song having as a kid, literally having no idea what the fuck he was even saying, yeah. let alone what the fuck the song was actually about, and it still fucking spoke to me and it still rose me up and I was just like, yeah, fucking we're going to roll on, baby. That's right. You get the sense of joining a union even when you're a kid and <laughs> you don't know what a union is between this uh, and Limp Biscuit, I was doing a lot of rolling in 2001 <laughs> I'll tell you that much I, I, I um, oh, yeah. love that like after the first record which is a great fucking record we've, we've always said it's a great fucking record mm. but it also is a record that sounds not like a band finding its feet but no. it sounds like a first record 
and sure. with like a great first record again. Need to stress that. Um, and but, and, it, and it is my favorite living in record. I think it's everyone's favorite living in record. The first one, um, yeah, yeah. 100%. But like with this being the second record, that you, you can tell how much how self assured and confident and aware of how yeah. good they are from the very fucking start of this song. Just that yeah. anthemic, roll on. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, it's fist up right the fuck away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone starts singing. To yeah. write an anthem, you got to back yourself. Yeah, and they th- you know? they, they, they knew what they were fucking doing. They're like, they're like, this is the one that everybody at our 4.30 slot at the big day out is going to be fucking screaming along to. But it, yeah. is, it is different writing an anthem without a purpose to writing an anthem with a purpose. Yeah. And this is an anthem with purpose and I think like... Very direct hey, purpose. Yeah. if anyone's out there trying to write their first anthem, mm. don't just write an anthem. Write an anthem to, <laughs> to make it do something. Write yeah. an anthem for someone, you know? Yeah. Guys, that's what I have to say. Yeah. For sure. Mm. You know? <laughs> just before we go, I'll just touch on the lyrics here um, for this song. Uh, the the Catch a catch a sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> We'll protest in peace, keep the whole thing quiet. Last thing we need is a wage fueled riot. So I guess that's why their conscience is in the gutter because they're, they don't want a wage fueled riot. Like your conscience, like the moral thing to do would be to kill the boss. <laughs> that's the um, official Horos 100,000 stance on bosses. Is it? Kill them. <laughs> With kindness. <laughs> <laughs> Except girl bosses, in which case, yas queen. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, you can do whatever you want in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, while you're cooking whatever, do whatever, you know? Yeah, just just, just be safe. Yeah, if you, you keep, know, it, if, keep it safe. If you're cooking with gas, that's my that's my only worry with this whole thing. Exposed mm. flame, gas, mm. just be safe out there. Yeah. Also knives, you know, careful. Oh yeah, mm. very yeah. Kitchens can be dangerous. Be, yeah. Knives out. Yeah, be careful when the knives are out, mm. folks. Yeah. <laughs> Squash your mouse. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. At number 71, this is Spider Bait with Out of My Head. Turn at number 71 with the track Out of My Head from the album The Flight of Wally Funk, two years before a direct ripoff of Lust for Life by Iggy Pop will dominate the charts. <laughs> we have an almost exact ripoff of Lust for Life by Iggy Pop coming in at number 71 in the countdown. Obviously, there is a debt that uh, has been well and truly paid here to uh, James Osterberg and uh, his solo smash hit. He's going to collect one of these days, guys. Oh, boy. All the man bands. is going to come around. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. All you bands, he's, he sees you. Yeah, every band doing the boom-ba, 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 boom-ba. And one of oh, these you're days, done for. he's mm. going to pop off. But in the meantime, let's enjoy this incredibly joyous sugar rush of a guitar pop song. This is proper adenoidal, like, 
pitched up to the point of insanity Janet voice. Like, to the <laughs> point him, where Janet. just like, how the fuck are you doing that with your voice, woman? Good Lord. You love to hear it. it you love to fucking it, hear it. it. Oh, God. It's incredibly joyful. Like, yeah, there's just such a, an abandon to this song. This is far and away the best song on the Flight of Wally Funk record. Uh, this is the song that I keep coming back to, and this is one of the, the key songs that they have continued to play from this record after long abandoning the lion's share of it. It puts a smile on my dial every single time. I feel fine when I'm with it. Folks, are you with me? Yeah, Hell of course. Yeah. 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 You, you, yeah. When we spoke about Spider-Bait last and... David, you said there are just certain songs that Spider-Bait clearly wrote just so Cram can let out like a... Oh, oh yeah! yeah! <laughs> there are also songs All that right. they I think they do just to let Janet like do the high cute... One, two, yeah, yeah. three, yeah. And it yeah. rules. Sometimes um, you got to let Janet be Janet. I also just like... The lyrics are just so fucking dorky and fun, man. So, like, they're like, I should not be out tonight. I should right. be in bed by nine. It's, Love it, man. It's yeah. some real, it's so innocent. It's some real going out after you turn 30 energy. Because let me just say, anytime you are out and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be out right now. Yeah. You've, you I'm being a little you're naughty. You've, you're, yeah, I mean, that's a bit of a litmus test. Yeah. It's a, As soon as you're thinking about the other shit that you should be doing. Yeah. It's not fucking the party that you're at. If if you think about it, it's it's true. And and you know I don't need to need, even need to look, put a little fucking age thing on that. I think that that can strike you at any age. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I take the I take the age take the age out of it. But yeah, but like the ooze it's that and it's the, real yeah. that energy. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what like the the song is also that vibe though because there's such yeah. like and, and spider bait in general because like spider bait is just such kind of simple. Joy, like there's there's nothing else going on here. But when you're with it, you feel fine. Like you know, like it's just fun, and it's just letting yourself have the fun. Yeah, exactly. It's and it's yeah. not trying to be cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's none of that. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> like the ooze and like the just like the the, the actual chorus. That I feel fine when I'm with you. Like it's it just a, a very nice, sweet treat. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, you take you take yeah. the tropes of um of classic old school rock and roll and the sweetness that comes with that. Yeah, mm. and then you spider bait it, meaning, oh, we got some distortion. Can we have more distortion? Yeah. Oh, you fucking right. We can. Like, oh, we have some drugs. Can we have some? Can we can we more make them double time? Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Can we just can we just turn everything like up? Cool, and then you get Cram's the class fills on this. Yeah, yeah he's, he's <laughs> like he he really goes for that embodiment of animal from the Muppets, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, Janet, Janet, Janet. Oh my God, there was a Janet and Doctor Teeth in the Electric Mayhem as well, who hey. also played bass. So fucking. Well, there you go. Yeah. You know the checks in the mail uh, <laughs> signed by one K Frog. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a fucking SoundCloud rapper. K Frog. Yeah. K-frog. Yeah. yeah. K Frog. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, and the, and the end effect is you get that classic spider bait flavor of coating your candy in chili powder. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. A good That's- mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to figure out how that would oh, taste. Man. It's just hot candy. I had another one of those world's hottest chips again, man. Fucking hell, I don't want to do it. At, like, <laughs> why, why did you do it? Well, I did, I did it the first time because I was like curious to be how hot it was. Uh-huh. Very hot. Like, yeah. I was, it was, and like you had the second one because you're like, was it really that hot? Yeah, I was at the park and like um, 
so the so we messaged a friend of ours who has them to oh, bring them. Someone reckons they'll like it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure, bring it. Yeah, and then we're like, like, oh, well, we all got to do one. Cotton. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll do another one, kind of thing. And just like, how hot is it? Like, ruins your day? No, ruins you for about maybe like thirty minutes. How badly does it ruin you? Um, like I had to pace around consistently because I was getting super sweaty. Oh my um, god! Like it's it, it's it's dusted with um, what's it called? Angel dust. <laughs> <laughs> California Reaper. Butcherlockia. Is that hotter than the California yep. Reaper? I thought that was the hottest one. It got dethroned. <gasps> and the chips were on it. <laughs> yeah. Good God. And it was damn. on the chips. Into powder and then dusted. Like it's wow. Yeah, not fun. Yeah, for me, I'd be like listeners. Go, go again. Don't get the world's hottest corn chip. Get a regular a corn chip. I was I was thinking it was a potato. No, corned. Corned. Yeah. Um, corned. Corned chip. Um, so it's chipped corn. Yeah. Yeah, chipped corn. Yeah. Yeah, like chipped potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or yeah. indeed, sometimes chipped tortillas. Yeah. Love a. Yeah. A, yeah. Lo- lo- love a tortilla chippy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's what spider bait's good for. Snacking on chips. That would work, man. I'll, Having a I'll chip and a spider bait. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. This has gone on for a fucking hour now, surely. <laughs> we'll wrap the episode up now. You're just padding for time with that chip, yeah. chip, chip content. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Watch the go- uh, yeah, you can just have chips. You can oh, also- that's 40 minutes. Yeah, All right. Yeah, that's that's good, a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I just realized that, that means that means Cram is an animal. He's the gobble dog. <laughs> He's got some gobble dog energy. Yeah. <laughs> Except that sounds more like Janet. Ah, yeah, true. It's gonna be Janet's ah, spider bait. <laughs> the gobble dock. Yeah. Now we're talking collective dock mm. of gobble. Mm. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's from Planet Dock, Potato oh, true. World. True. And ev- is everyone's last name Dock on? Presumably, <laughs> Presumably. on this Potato World. It's like everybody's yeah. last name in, on Earth is Earth. Earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Checks out. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Mm. We feel fine when we're with you. Before we get out of here, we are going to pick our favorites, our least favorites, and continue that ever-continuing story of carry over champ and carry over chump. Uh, this week, I uh, the, they are all incredible contenders this time. Uh, some absolute smashes in this bracket. Uh, for my favourite, I'm going to go with Roll On. And Lee's favourite, I guess the one that I have the least relationship with is maybe Knives Out? Like, I love that song, but and it's from my favourite Radiohead record, but like that just that just goes to show like how huge all of these songs are, you know? Um, wild. Yeah, wild. Um, um, that's, not, that's not very Knife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I'll say my favourite is Roll On, but I'm going to keep my champ as Radio. My oh, least... I kept my champ as Champs and Chumps, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, least favourite... <sighs> it, it is a good five, it, and that's rare, you know? <laughs> mm. You don't see it much. No. You do love to see, see it, though. see a lot of bad fives. <laughs> but, well, it's um, tough to pick a fave. <laughs> it's tough to pick a good one. Um, <laughs> but the, if I had to listen to four songs... The one I wouldn't listen to is it just music again? Oh no! Look, let's you know mix it up. I'll say Groove Armada is is my least favorite, mm-hmm. um, but I'm keeping Good Charlotte as my chump. Mm-hmm. My favorite and new champ is Knives Out. Oh, well, there you go. Only had Avalanche's radio for a week, but it was a good week. 
Um, See a radio hit song, pick a radio hit song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Least favorite is Groove Armada, my friend. Um, yeah. But it's nowhere a thousand times better than Good Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite was Plug In Baby. Um, Baby. I really like that song. Um, and I always have. Uh, my least favorite was Groove Armada. I am tempted to give Plug In Baby a champ, even. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> to say yeah, group really out of no, 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 no. Uh, but I am going to retain at the drive-in still as my champ, um, and my champ is still super heist. Fair play. All right, folks, we're almost out of the seventies, but we will see you again very, very soon to talk about some big, big tracks, uh, including maybe some people that we uh, talked about in the last couple of episodes. Who's to say? There's a lot coming up, folks. This is a this is a we always say it, but it's a big countdown and it's a great podcast. So please stay <laughs> tuned. On behalf of Mr. Nathan Earth. Bye. Mr. Andrew McEarth. Good night. And Mr. Adam Earth. The bunch Earth. Bunch Earth. There we go. Earthcha. Earthcha. Um, yep. My name is David James Earth. Everything is good for you. And for Earth. <laughs> <laughs> if we've learned nothing yep. over the last several decades, yep. everything, everything actually is, is good, good for the Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Including chippers! Yeah. My friend... <laughs> <laughs> Man, he would make bank on Cameo. Well, the thing is, he could be on Cameo in four different ways. He could be on there as himself, as Bruno, as Ali G, and fuck, there was another one, wasn't there? Borat. Borat. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bit? No, but there's another, another one. Other than Bruno. Oh, there? yeah, 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 yeah. Guy yeah. Grimsby. 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 No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No with the Liam Gallagher the hair. Yeah. That's like, no you know, one's two bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he could have different tiers for each of them. Borat, yeah. like 500. Yeah. I mean, Mike Myers as well. Like, he could pay, he could get him through the nose to get him mm. up in the Austin Powers gear or the, oh, cat the, in the hat. Oh, oh, dude. Yeah. Him spending six hours in the fucking <laughs> makeup chair just to be cat in the hat again. To say, do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> <laughs> as, as cat in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Ship it. <laughs>